We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. We're going to have some fun today. Yeah. I may even have pictures to put on screen to That's help out. That's great. Let's look at the pictures together. Okay. It's better than looking at us sometimes. That's right. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, so what we're going to do today is maybe a little different. Instead of it just being a specific question that's been asked, a lot of times we're having discussions with people about modern worship practices. Mm -hmm. And inevitably, something will come up about ancient worship practices. And usually there's a level of people don't understand it or they don't see the differences in you know the various types of worship that existed in the Old and New Testament. Or maybe we could say without really understanding what was going on and where back then, we don't have much of a basis for a conversation now. Yeah. So what we're going to try to do today is maybe build some foundational understanding, and that may help in other conversations you're having or that you would and like us to have about some of these modern practices. Mm -hmm. Because I think even in some of our videos, we'll say, well, this happened in the synagogues or this happened in the temples, and people may not quite know that there's even a real difference between yeah, those what, two. Yeah, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. So where okay. are we going to start? Let's start with the tabernacle, which was a tent okay. constructed in the middle of the wilderness with the, with the Israelites. Mm -hmm. uh, Exodus 25, verse 8 and 9. Okay, so they've left Egypt. They're out there in the desert, and uh -huh. God is giving them a way to worship and approach him and appease him and all that stuff. Okay, so 25, 8, and 9 says, And let them make me a sanctuary, that I may dwell in their midst, exactly as I show you concerning the pattern of the tabernacle and of all its furniture, so shall you make it. All right, and then drop over there and read verse 40. Okay, 40 says, and see that you make them after the pattern for them, which is being shown to you on the mountain. All right, so there was this movable put-up, take-down tent <clears throat> with a courtyard around it that God designed as a tabernacle, which means a dwelling place. He manifested his presence there. Mm -hmm. And as a sanctuary, which means a holy place set apart from all other places. Right, And that place was in the very middle of the Israelite camp, wherever they camped, and all of their animal sacrifices and stuff were brought to that place. Mm -hmm. And they had people in that place that had to offer those sacrifices called priests. Okay, <clears throat> and they were specifically designated people. Yeah, what is a priest? A priest is an intermediary between God and the... Israelite person mm -hmm. who had to do these things and, and come into the presence of God <clears throat> in Exodus 28, I believe. Okay. If you look at the first part of that. All right. 
starting in verse 1, it says, Then bring near to you Aaron, your brother, and his sons with him from among the people of Israel to serve me as priests. All right, so Aaron and then his sons Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar mm -hmm. were chosen by God to be priests which means they would be ministering in that tabernacle, so people would bring their mm -hmm. sacrifices to those priests who would then offer them on the altar in front of the tabernacle, and those priests alone could go into the tabernacle or the holy place. Nobody else could even go in there, and they right. would carry out the, the worship of God on behalf of the people of Israel. And God said, I want Aaron and his sons to be priests to approach me in that way. Okay. So they had a specific place, mm -hmm. specific people. Yep. They even had, like we read earlier, specific furniture that was supposed to yeah, be there to be Yeah, all kinds of used. stuff in there. They had, they had holy garments, yeah. which were specified garments. Mm -hmm. And God said, don't even think about coming into the temple unless you have those garments on, mm -hmm. specific. There was holy oil that had to be put in the lamps that was only that oil. There was holy incense that had to be offered on the altar of incense, only that incense with that recipe. Right. Uh, there were uh, pieces of furniture like the Ark of the Covenant and the table of showbread and all those things that were specified by God and say, you've got to make them just like this, you yeah. know. And so all of that was part of the tabernacle or dwelling place of God. Yeah. And it was very specific. Yeah. Like everything was outlined. That place by day had a pillar of cloud over it and by night had a pillar of fire over it mm -hmm. and every time the people came to meet god they went to that place to those priests yeah who used that stuff and there was consequences when it wasn't done right that's right that's right so, so that's the tabernacle or temporary put up and take down place of worship that was with the Israelites all during the Israelite wanderings up until the time when the temple was built. Okay. Now the tabernacle lasts, like you said, till the temple is built. So timeline here, we're starting in the wilderness. Tabernacle 1400 BC with Moses and God finishes it in Exodus 40 or the people finish it for God. Mm -hmm. And they begin the, the worship that is described in the book of Leviticus with the priests that are the family of Aaron and that, takes up all the time of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Samuel. Okay. All and right. so then once we get to Samuel, there's a shift happening. Once we get to 1 Kings. Yeah. Well, there's a, yeah. So we're shifting towards something. We're shifting towards Jerusalem. Oh. Now, in Deuteronomy 12. Okay. Before they entered the land of Canaan, God told them that he would choose a place in the land of Canaan for a, a permanent, not just a tent, but a permanent dwelling place. 12.5 right. uh, there, if you would. Okay, 12.5 says, But you shall seek the place that the Lord your God will choose out of all your tribes to put his name and make his habitation there. There you shall go. And you shall bring your burnt offerings and sacrifices, tithes, contributions that you present, and then he continues with all okay. these different Okay, and then things. drop down to verse 11. And he says in verse 11, Then to the place that the Lord your God will choose to make his name dwell there, 
there you shall bring all that I commanded you, the burnt offerings, and etc. Now see, the people of the land of Canaan, where they moved in, they had little little uh, shrines and altars and everything on top of every hill and under every tree. Mm-hmm. And they would worship just any old place. But God said, I want my people to go to the place which I will choose to put my name there. And some of those places, just for people that are trying to put all the pieces together, those would have been like the Asherah and the what? And the Baals. Uh-huh. And they would they would have sex and they would offer sacrifices and they would boogie dance and get drunk and do all those things. And that was in the worship of the pagans. Mm-hmm. But God said, I want mine done in a certain place. And that would be the temple now in Second, excuse me, First Chronicles chapter 20. Okay. There's a story of, of David numbering the people of Israel and the plague that followed. Mm-hmm. And God chose the threshing floor of a guy named Arauna. And he said, I want you to buy that threshing floor on Mount Zion, Mount Moriah in Jerusalem. And I want you to put my altar right there. Hmm. And so in... Second or First Chronicles twenty one verse one, I think it says. Uh, let's see. Maybe it's twenty verse one. I was going to say. Let's see. Verse twelve. He captures Rabba in twenty. We have the census in twenty one. Wait a minute. Okay, and, and so keep going over to twenty two one. Yeah. Yeah. David says, "Here shall be the house of the Lord God, and here the altar of burnt offerings for Israel." All right, and that wasn't arbitrary because if you read chapter one, or chapter twenty-one, God says, "I want it right there," mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> and so David says, "It's right here." So that is the place God chose. And then, if you read the rest of First Chronicles, God gave David all the plans for that temple that was to be on Mount Moriah or Mount Zion there in mm-hmm. in Jerusalem and he he gave him all the stuff it was supposed to be made like and then Solomon his son built the temple and dedicated right. it in 1st Timothy so the temple was in, in a particular in 1st Kings chapter <laughs> 6 7 not 1st Timothy yeah 1st Kings sorry <laughs> we yeah. had a big jump there yeah so Solomon built that temple the temple was a massive huge ornate structure that was built there and again only the priests could go into the actual temple Mm -hmm. but the levites which were other men from the tribe of levi see aaron and the priests were from the tribe of levi right they were one specific family yeah and from for all you guys out there listening there were 12 tribes of the children of israel one of those tribes was the tribe of Levi. Mm-hmm. Out of that tribe, there were one family chosen to be priests. That was the family of Aaron. Mm-hmm. But all the other Levites, mm-hmm. uh, they were in charge of the put up and take down of the tabernacle when there was no temple. Right. They were also in charge of upkeeping all the stuff, the, t- uh, the furniture and everything in the temple. They were the ones that were to do the singing Mm -hmm. in the courtyard of the temple. And they were the players of all the instruments that went along with the burnt offerings and stuff in the temple. Those were the Levites, but only the priests, the family of Aaron, could actually go in the temple itself. Mm. And we'll have some pictures going along with this that shows you the courtyard where everybody gathered and they offered the sacrifices and then the temple itself where only the priests could go in. And there was only one, and it was in Jerusalem, and it was on that mountain. 
Yeah. And throughout all of this, <clears throat> it's specific things being set apart by God for his worship, for all of the worship practices of the Israelite people. Exactly. At the temple, the priests were supposed to blow the silver trumpets over the burnt offerings and peace offerings. And you'll see the pictures there of, of that. The, the Levites were to do the singing while they did those things. And mm -hmm. the priests would go in there. And all of the people of Israel, wherever they lived, they were to bring their sacrifices only to that place, only to Jerusalem, only to Mount Zion, only to that temple. Yeah. And that temple is the only place where Levitical worship, mm -hmm. meaning worship carried on by the, by the Levites, Levites yeah. and the priests, should go on. Only that place. Yeah. Okay. And we don't have time to jump off into this, but there's lots of examples of when people would try to do it differently. Yes. And that would not go well for No, them. it would not go well. In fact, if you'll go over to 1 Kings chapter 12, mm -hmm. when Solomon... Um, died yep. and uh, Jeroboam uh, his uh, building uh, foreman uh, took ten tribes north with him and became a king of the northern ten tribes of Israel yep. and if you'll start down in about verse 25 of 1st Kings 12 read there for me a little bit yeah it says then Jeroboam built Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim and lived there and he went out from there and built Penuel and Jeroboam said in his heart, Now the kingdom will turn back to the house of David. If the people go up to offer sacrifices in the temple of the Lord at Jerusalem, then the heart of this people will turn again to their Lord, to Rehoboam, king of Judah. Now, see, God had told him, I want you only to go to Jerusalem, uh -huh. only to that place. Yep. But Jeroboam said, If they keep doing that, they won't keep me as their king. Yeah. All right, so keep going. So then we have in verse 28, So the king took counsel, and he made two calves of gold, and he said to the people, you've gone up to Jerusalem long enough. Behold your gods, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And he set one in Bethel and put the other in Dan. All right, Bethel was at the southern end of the northern kingdom, and Dan is at the very northern mm -hmm. top of the northern kingdom, right next to Syria. Yep. So both in the north and the south, he gave them places to worship that God had not designated. Right. See? and put idols there, which God forbade, mm -hmm. you know, and then keep reading what else he did. So then, verse 30, these things became a sin for the people, and they went as far as Dan to, become, to be before one. He also made temples on high places. Sounds familiar. God said, don't do it. Uh -huh. And appointed priests from among all the people who were not of the Levites. Uh-oh, God said, I want my priest from Levites. Tell you what, we're just all over the place uh -huh. here. And Jeroboam appointed a feast on the 15th day of the eighth month, like the feast that was in Judah. Which was supposed to be on the 10th day of the seventh month, and it was called the Day of Atonement, but mm -hmm. he did his own day. He's making it up as he goes. So he did in Bethel, sacrificing the calves that he made. All right, so all of those things, Jeroboam went totally against the law of God, and instead of going to the temple in Jerusalem, like God said, and using the priest, God said, and and doing worship like God said in the book of Leviticus, he did his own thing. And mm -hmm. throughout the rest of the book of First and Second Kings, it talks about the evil of Jeroboam and how mm -hmm. the kings of the north uh, imitated that evil. And finally, in Second Kings 17, verse 18, it says, for all those reasons and more, God removed Israel from his presence. 
2 Kings 17, 18, what do it say? It says, Therefore the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them out of his sight. And if you read the verses previous to that, he lists all of the things that they had done, which we just mm -hmm. talked about, like yeah. Jeroboam had done. All the idolatry and everything else. All right, so that temple that we talk about in this lesson that God established through Solomon and David, David's inspired plans in Jerusalem on Mount Zion, that was the place God chose. Right. And remember the Samaritan woman. Mm -hmm. She didn't understand all this, and she said of the Samaritans, we worship God on this mountain, Mount Gerizim. Yeah. But you, Jesus, say that Jerusalem is the place we ought to worship. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said that because the book of Deuteronomy, which Jesus quoted often, said, right. you shall go to the place which the Lord your God shall choose. And that was yeah. in Jerusalem. Now, there's, but there's a time that's coming. First, this northern kingdom gets wiped out. Eventually, Jeru the tribe of Judah is going to have some problems, too. And the temple is destroyed. That's right. So now what does worship look like then? Okay, when you say worship, see, we have to understand that when the temple was destroyed in 586, 587 B.C., the Babylonians destroyed the Jerusalem temple, which was God's mm -hmm. designated place for worship. The people were carried away into Babylon, into captivity. Right. There was no temple, and so there was no temple worship. Okay. They didn't carry on temple worship at all. The Levites yeah. did not do their thing. The priests did not do their thing. They didn't offer any animal sacrifices. None of the stuff that went on at the temple did they do mm. in the captivity. What they did was... I was going to say, we still have record they did some form of worshiping God, well, but, but, but not... let's use biblical terminology. Yeah, they would do what? They gathered together in places, nondescript places, whether it was a rented hall or some, some building that they built, and they called those buildings gathering places. The Greek word for gathering place is synagogue, mm -hmm. which comes across in English as synagogue. Okay. So a synagogue is not mentioned in the Old Testament at all, not one single place. Okay. It is not something that God ordained. It was a just a gathering place for people where no Levitical worship was done. They would read the scriptures. Mm -hmm. They would pray together, see? Mm -hmm. And they did those things to encourage each other in the synagogue, but that had absolutely nothing to do with Levitical worship. So it's not mentioned in the Old Testament. But it is mentioned in the New Testament. I hear it in the New Testament. I'm going to put you on this. Where's one of the first times that we may hear maybe a historical reference to these synagogues? Like, is it any any mm. of the extra-biblical books, or is it just through yes. history? Or? In the Mishnah, which is the sayings of the rabbis that go from 200 years before Christ to 200 years after Christ, mm -hmm. The synagogue is mentioned in the in the Mishnah, and there were rules they had come up with for conduct in the synagogue, none of which had anything to do with the Bible. Yeah, but were their Jewish traditions? Uh, the community of Qumran, where the Dead Sea Scrolls were found, mm -hmm. there's a synagogue at Qumran. There's a synagogue at Masada. There are synagogues that are found all over, like in um, uh, Magdala, where Mary Magdalene was from. There's a mm -hmm. first century synagogue. 
There's a synagogue in Capernaum, uh, ruins of one. Yeah. There's a synagogue in Chorazin. There's synagogues all over the place. And so these are all places that it would have existed before Jesus had yes. arrived. Yes, after the time of the Old Testament, before yeah. Jesus arrived. So during the captivity, they got used to gathering together in those places and praying and reading the Bible. Mm. But that had nothing to do with Levitical worship, which was only in the temple. Now, mm. when they came back from their captivity, right. in Ezra 3.10, okay. they returned to the place which the Lord God chose to put his name there, his altar place, the Mount Moriah, Mount Zion in Jerusalem. And in Ezra 3.10, they built the altar again on the place God chose for it to be. Read what it says there. It says, When the builders laid the foundations of the temple of the Lord, the priests in their vestments came forward with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals, to praise the Lord according to the directions of David, the king of Israel. All right, so they started the Levitical worship mm -hmm. as God directed David in the book of uh, Chronicles to do. They started it again when they came back from captivity to the right place. And yeah. They put the altar where it was supposed to be. See? Yeah. That's when they started it again, but they hadn't done it. They hadn't done it. In fact, Since. we have a psalm that talks about hanging up the harp next to the river. And yeah, that's can I... Psalm 137. And also Psalm 42 and 43 is, is a, those two psalms go together. It's the lament of a Levite. Mm -hmm. who was a singer in the temple, and he's longing to go back to Jerusalem so he can worship in the temple again, but he yeah. can't do it there. So. Yeah, and it wasn't just that they were in another country and they were being kept from worshiping. It no. was just that they knew that it wasn't okay because no, it wasn't in the place of the right. Lord. Right, it didn't mean they didn't love God and they didn't try to seek God and read his word and so forth. Like in Daniel, you have Daniel praying in his room three times a day, but right. no Levitical worship went on there. Yeah. So, see, that's why I'm trying to get you not to say the word worship. Yeah. Because the worship in, the, in that time belonged in the temple. Mm -hmm. And, I, and I, I keep using it, though, because I want to make sure that we get that tension point. Because most people, uh -uh. they hear that word, and that's one large See, they, they think there. gathering means worship. There you go. But it does not. Yeah. Not in, in God. So, we had temple and synagogue. Now, let's talk about a couple of other things. Mm-hmm. We talked about the priests, and that brings us to the idea of the Sadducees. Mm -hmm. So in the time of the captivity, when many of the priests had been wicked and evil, and they had left God's law, and they had been doing idolatry in the temple, yeah, there was a priest named Ezekiel that God gave some visions to who was okay. uh, in, um, in captivity. But in Ezekiel chapter 40... Four. Well, let's start with chapter 40 mm -hmm. and go um, to verse 45. He's measuring the temple, but he says something there that's really important. Read that weird verse. Okay, forty forty-five. Yep. And he said to me, the chamber that faces south is for the priests who have, cha who have charge of the temple. And the chamber that faces north is for the priests who have charge of the altar. These are the sons of Zadok, who alone among the sons of, the, of Levi may come near to the Lord to minister to him. Okay, this is a further restriction because before it could be any of the priests, 
But now this is one particular more narrow priestly family who had been faithful when the others had been unfaithful. Mm. And if you'll go to chapter 44 mm -hmm. and verse 15 and 16. It says, But the Levitical priests, the sons of Zadok, who kept charge of my sanctuary when the people of Israel went astray from me, shall come near to me to minister to me. And they shall stand before me to offer me the fat and the blood, declares the Lord God. They shall enter my sanctuary, and they shall approach my table to minister to me, and they shall keep my charge. All right, so those alone. So from that day forward, only the, listen, everybody out there, the Zedokim. Zedokim. Everybody out there say Zedokim. That is the New Testament word Sadducee. Mm. The Sadducees, or the Sadokim, are the sons of Zadok, which were to be the priests. So anytime in the New Testament you read about the Sadducees, yeah. you are reading about the priests that ministered at the great huge temple on Mount Zion in Jerusalem. They had nothing to do with the synagogue and the goings-on at the synagogue. The Sadducees are the priests at the temple. There's only one temple. So when we read in the New Testament, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and we squish them together like they're the same thing. Not at all. They are drastically different yes. roles to play in Jewish society. Sadducees, Jewish temple, Levitical worship, animal sacrifices, blow silver trumpets, Levites play the instruments, temple. Mm -hmm. Pharisees, we don't read about them at all in the Old Testament, but they were teachers of the law that taught in the local gathering places or synagogues. And there was a synagogue on every street corner of Jerusalem. There were synagogues all over the yeah. land of Palestine in different places. And there were teachers of the law in those synagogues. And those were the Pharisees, the teachers of the law. The scribes and Pharisees, mm -hmm. the scribes the copiers of the law who were experts in the law, they and the Pharisees were more associated with the synagogues in all the little local neighborhoods mm. of Palestine. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So they they didn't have to be from a particular tribe or anything because it was a kind of self, not yes. self-appointed, but yeah. it had you, you had to naturally. study the law and all that kind of stuff in order to be a Pharisee. Paul was a Pharisee. He mm -hmm. was a teacher in the synagogues, but that doesn't have to do with Levitical worship. Even the Pharisee, who yeah. was a teacher in the synagogue, if he wanted to get right with God, he would have to get a lamb or a goat, and he mm. would have to go to the temple, yeah. and he would have to, to go to the courtyard where he would meet the Sadducee, the priest, mm. who would then... Uh, tell him to put his hands on the animal's head and slit that animal's throat and the blood would be drained out, right. blood would be poured on the altar, and then they would sacrifice the animal on the altar, see? But the Pharisee had to go to the temple yeah. to do that. So even just one other little wrinkle for us to really see the, the necessity of both or the differences in both is sometimes we can think of them as just different political parties because of what the Romans did, and they built the Sanhedrin, and they had a little this, little of that. Yeah, but, but it wasn't even political differences. It was literally, these are our worship leaders, and these are our teachers. Yeah, and one was ordained by God. Yeah. 
and the other was not. The, and it's not that the other was bad. It was just the other was not specifically ordained by God as a group. Mm. The Sadducees were ordained by God as yeah. a group. Which didn't make the Pharisees bad. No, they were just people yeah. who bothered to study and teach the law yeah. like they, it should be done. They played a good role in the society. Yes, yeah. yes. But biblically speaking, going back into the Old Testament, yeah. it was the Sadducees and the priests and the Levites that carried on worship in the temple. Now, people could read the scriptures and they could memorize the scriptures and they could pray anytime, anyplace in, mm -hmm. in the Old Testament, which is what happened yeah. at synagogue. All right. So that's a lot of good setup. And that it probably is a good point to stop right here with an understanding of kind of how things were going. <clears throat> and then we can use that to a jumping off point to maybe finish this out of, all right, so now we've reached the time of Jesus. There's the synagogues. There's also the temple. And there's about to be this new thing over here. How do all those relate and interact? Well, maybe we, maybe we can do this. In the New Testament, you'll find Jesus going to teach in the temple. Mm -hmm. Now, we'll, we'll show a picture on the video to help you, but... When it says Jesus went to the temple to teach, it doesn't mean that he went to the courtyard there where they had the altar to offer sacrifices, or certainly not did he ever go into the actual temple itself where mm -hmm. they had the holy place and yeah. the most holy place because he was not of the tribe of Levi, and he couldn't go in there. And definitely not of the family <laughs> of Zadok. Right. Yeah. But there was a great big courtyard that was built around the temple mount and there were covered colonnades or porticos like Solomon's portico out there. Yeah. And they were on the outskirts outside of the actual temple, but it was all called the temple, the temple. area. Yeah. You know. And so when Jesus turned over the money changers' tables and drove the oxen out, that was out in this courtyard. And when Jesus taught in the temple, it was out in the courtyard. When the early Christians, <clears throat> you know, daily... They, they spoke at the temple. They weren't in the temple temple itself. They were in the courtyard and under the colonnades yeah. out there where the big mall and people were milling around. That's where they were doing their teaching and talking yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So let's pause there, and then we'll, we'll leave them wanting the, so what does that have to do with us moving forward? And maybe it'll bring up some other questions because, like I say, I think there's a... There is a disconnect a, yeah. there because we use these words... And people aren't clear as to what those were, but maybe this discussion and the pictures, let's look at the pictures, Jed. The pictures will help people get a handle on what we're talking about, and then we can move forward with yeah. that. And, you know, we, we'll read uh, like passages like 1 Peter 2. You also are living stones mm -hmm. built up to be a spiritual house to offer up spiritual sacrifices. No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to say it again. Okay. So that was Siri. I must have said something like I, Siri. I guess so. Yeah. But she didn't answer when you actually said yeah. her name. So so what we'll what we'll do is we'll leave it there and we'll maybe jump off from this into some other discussions about how does all this stuff inform our discussions about what we ought to do in worship today. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Thanks everybody for joining and like I say, we're going to follow up with some more kind of how does this morph into New Testament Christianity? Did you say morph? I did. Morph, change, adapt, all the different things that people might say.
in relation to this. Wow, Jed. <laughs> but if you have any questions related back to more things about the temple or the tabernacle or the synagogues in the middle of all this time, send them our way. We'll see what we can do with those as well. Because I think it really does really help to have a good foundational understanding of these things. It really does. So thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.